Let's all go to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glad to be in church on a Sunday morning. You know, these times are precious, aren't they? They're precious times. Aren't we blessed to have such a good place to meet in? We're so blessed. Blessed people call us blessed. Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek ye first, Jesus said, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now we've been on this for some weeks, talking about seeking the kingdom. A lot of times people have focused on the last part of this verse. All these things will be added to you. And that's mostly where they've camped. And that's good to know that and good to believe it and good to rejoice in it. But that's not your part. That's not our part. That's God's part. He's the one that's going to add all these things to us. But it's conditional on the first part. It's not just going to happen automatically for everybody everywhere. Who's it going to happen for? Those that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So we should be focusing on seeking the kingdom. Shouldn't we? And so that's what we've been camping on. What, what does it mean to seek the kingdom? Or to seek first the kingdom? What does that mean? Are you doing it? Can we do it more? How do we do it? Well, first of all, what is the kingdom? Kingdom is the king's domain, the king's dominion. Uh, Young's literal translation, very accurate Greek translation says, uh, Seek ye first the reign of God. The kingdom of God is what God reigns over. What the king of kings rules over and reigns over. And we're to seek this. And we're to seek this first. Now, what is God reigning over? What is the king of kings, Jesus, reigning over? Many church-going people would say everything. God rules over everything. I mean, you'd find that more often than not. And if you implied anything else, they'd be up in arms with you about it. But if you say God's ruling over everything, that leaves the wrong implication and it contradicts scriptures. Ultimately, God, you know, he has rights of rulership over everything by right of creation. It wouldn't exist except he created it and sustained it. And ultimately... He shall rule over all. But right now, right here, he's not reigning over everything. Now, I know a lot of people don't like that, but I'm going to say it real loud. (laughs) He's not reigning over everything down here. Do you know who wants you to believe that God is controlling everything down here? The devil. So that you won't blame him. And so that you'll yield to it. Because if you think it's from God. Who's going to fight God? Back up to the. Ninth verse in this sixth chapter. Now if this is new to you. We've already covered a lot of ground. The Lord's actually answering. Prayers for us. From a couple of years ago. And before. Where we sought him. To show us what's him and what's not him. What's God and what's religious junk. And and he's doing it. He's showing us. And we camped on a series for quite a while called You Choose. And if you haven't got that, let me encourage you. Get in there and go through the scriptures with us and see if it's right. Won't cost you anything. Go back to the word supply or get online, download it. And we saw that actually God has put things in our hands to choose. And a whole lot of things are wrong because men have chosen wrong. But in Matthew 6 verse 9 here, the disciples asking Jesus about prayer, 
and him giving instructions. Notice, this is, you know, chapter 6, we're just in verse 33. Notice what got us to verse 33. Jesus said, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, notice this, our Father, where? In heaven. Now, the next verse. Thy what? Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. Say that out loud with me, please. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, I, I've believed this and rejoiced over this for decades. But in recent times, I see so much more here than I ever saw before. Thy kingdom come, and the next phrase describes his kingdom coming. How would you know God's reigning over something? His will is being done there. If the devil's will is being done in that situation, who's reigning there? The devil. Not God. This is not real difficult. What did he say? Thy will be done. What? On earth. How? Does God have a separate will for earth than for heaven? Apparently not. He said, pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, his will must not be being done in its entirety, completeness, or elsewise we wouldn't need to pray that it would be. Now, let me ask you about heaven. Everybody awake? How much crime in heaven today? Huh? How much? How how many robberies and murders and vandalism? How much? Zero. How much disease? How much cancer? AIDS? Zero. Zero. How many wars? Genocide? Starvation? How much? You know why? Because God is in complete control there. And his will is being done entirely there. What about down here? No. There's all kind of things going on down here that are not the will of God that doesn't please him. Let's look at some scripture. Jesus talked about this in uh, he repeatedly said this in the book of John. You don't have to turn to these. Just listen. John 12 31 Jesus said, now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. Another translation said the ruler of this world. Who's Jesus talking about? Is he talking about God? He calls the devil the ruler of this world. John 14.30. John 14.30, Jesus said, neither will I talk much with you. The prince, which is the Greek word for ruler of this world comes and he has nothing in me. The prince of this world comes, but how many understand he's not ruling over Jesus? And he said, he didn't have anything in me. And yet he's ruling over the world. John 16, 11, he said, the prince of this world is judged. Three times Jesus referred to the devil as the prince or ruler of this world. Go to 2 Corinthians 4, please. 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4, 3. 4, 3. He said, if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Verse 4. In whom the God of this world. Who's the God of this world? See, many, many church-going people would tell you God is the God of this world. But the Bible says different. The New Testament says different. You got to watch out for religious tradition. 
Just because it sounds right to you and it's been around even for centuries doesn't mean it was right when it first came out or it's right now. And just because millions of people believe it don't make it right either. He said the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who's the image of God should shine unto them. Now go with me back to Matthew there. Should have had you hold your place I guess. but Matthew 16. Matthew 16. I want you to notice something. In verse uh, 13. Let's start with 13. Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi. And he asked his disciples. He said whom do men say that I the son of man am? And they said, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but whom say ye? Who do you say that I am? You know, it doesn't matter so much what other people say as far as how he affects your life. What do you say? Right? How many know you need to say, he's my Lord? My, not just the Lord, my Lord. Keep reading. Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 17, and Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. Now, I want you to Think what we just read about in Matthew 6. Uh, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're going to keep seeing this. It's significant. My Father, which is in heaven. Verse 18. And I say also to you that you are Peter, a rock, and upon this rock. He's talking about the rock of the Christ the Son of God. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. No, the church is not built on Peter. (laughs) No, it's not. There'd be other scriptures that confirm that if that was the case. There are other scriptures that tell us Jesus is the rock. Hallelujah. He's the rock. The church is built on. But I want you to notice that he tells Peter. He said you didn't get that from here. You got that from heaven. Peter got this from off planet. Somebody said you think there's life out there? Oh yeah. Always has been. He said, uh, back up to verse 17 again. He said, you're blessed, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to you. You didn't get it down here. You didn't get it from anybody down here. You got it from the Father who's in heaven. You got it from heaven, from the Father. And he said, verse 18, let's read it again. Upon this rock that was revealed to you from heaven... I will build my church. Are you his church? Is he still building his church? And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Against what? Against the building of his church. Keep reading. And I and, so this flows together. And I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of what? heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven here we see the keys of the kingdom of heaven in connection with the building of the church against whom the gates of hell shall not prevail does this sound good to you before you even talk about it anymore could you rejoice about this 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 is good Now, I've preached on this a number of times through the years, and 
And I've done quite a bit of study on this. But again, I, I poured over every word of this again yesterday. And looking to see, to make sure, am I thinking right? And these words mean what you think they mean. Keys are like keys that open doors. Gates are like gates that would keep you off a of property or gates that shut with leaves. Bind is like tied up or chained up where you're not loose and you're not free. And loose is, of course, free. Right? Not tied up. Not bound. The same word translated loose here is, is translated uh, destroy. In fact, go to 1 John, the third chapter. You might hold your place there in, in Matthew. Thank you, Lord. 1 John 3 and 8. 1 John 3, 8 says, He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. Is there a devil? A whole lot of church people barely believe it. And then you got a few that talk entirely too much about it. They get in the ditch on one side or the other. <laughs> they either don't believe in the devil or have more faith in the devil to hurt them than they do in God to keep them. Just live in fear. Now the devil is real. We just got through reading who the devil is. He's the God of this world. And uh, some of the derogatory remarks and the lightness that people make about the devil shows their lack of understanding. I'm not implying you show him any respect. But at the same time, to act like he's not doing anything and nothing's going on is a wrong idea. He's got this whole planet under his rule. Now, I know a lot of Christians don't like that, but Jesus taught it. Paul taught it. Come on, are you listening? John taught it. Peter taught it. Then it's not going to last forever. But for right now, that's what's going on. We're here in 1 John 3. Go over to the 5th chapter and we'll, we'll do it like this. 1 John 5, 19. Then we'll look at, at that third verse. He said, we know that we're of God. We're of God, not everybody's of God, and the whole world lies in wickedness. The Young's literal translation, the whole world in the evil does lie. The Amplified says, we know positively that we are of God. Does that mean everybody down here is of God? No, actually the whole world around us is under the power of the evil one. That's why things are so messed up. That's why there's so much, so much bad stuff going on. Because the devil is ruling. He's the ruler of the darkness of this world. Now in the third chapter, if you back up in 1 John 3, it tells us the reason Jesus came. 1 John 3, 8. The Amplified. He who commits sin, practices evil doing, is of the devil, takes his character from the evil one, for the devil has sinned, violated the divine law from the beginning. Now, you know, the Bible says don't love the world, neither the things that are in the world. If you love the world, you don't love the Father. Why would that be? Because all this stuff in the world that the devil's ruling over is him. If you love all this junk, you love the one ruling over it and manifesting himself in it. He said the reason the Son of God was made manifest was to do what? King James says destroy, but this is the same word that's translated loose over there in Matthew. Whatever you loose will be loosed. So Jesus was manifested, the Son of God, to do what? The word the Amplified does a good job of defining this, to undo, which means to destroy, to loosen, and dissolve. The works the devil has done. To undo what the devil has done. Oh, we're getting somewhere now. Why did Jesus come? 
He came to undo what the devil had done. What had the devil done? He had brought the whole world under the power of evil and darkness and destruction. And Jesus came to undo that. How many believe he was successful in obtaining that which we need to be loosed and free from? Now back to Matthew. Back to Matthew. Matthew 16, 18. He said, you're Peter. Upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the very next thing, he's still talking. It's like he barely drew a breath and said, and I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now back up to verse 18. That last phrase says, the gates of hell shall not prevail. What does that mean? Have you been attacked by a gate lately? (laughs) This gate attacked me. (laughs) Now I've heard people try to say, that means the seat of authority. That's actually saying something that's not there. Gate means gate. Look it up. Translated throughout the New Testament, gate, with leaves, gate. You got to watch about when you don't understand something, coming up with something that explains it. So much better to just say, I don't know. (laughs) I hadn't seen it yet. I will see it, right? (laughs) And folks are not going to be shocked that you didn't know. The gates of hell shall not prevail. What do gates do? Gates hold things in, keep them from getting out, and they keep things from getting in. That's what they do. They keep things from getting out, and they keep things from getting in. Well, what would the gates of hell be trying to keep in or keep from getting out? The whole world, we just got through reading, is lying in darkness. Put that up on the screen again, please. Second Corinthians 4 and 4. You don't have to turn there. They'll put it up on the screen for us. The God of this world has done what? He's blinded the minds of those that believe not. Does he have people in darkness? And lest... The light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who's the image of God, should shine unto them. Is he trying to keep them from seeing the light? Keep the light from getting into them. And from them to getting free from him. But Jesus said a very good thing, didn't he? What did he say about those gates? What did he say about those gates? He said, I'm building my church. You know what the church is built out of? People who are lost. We're lost. Next time you see lost people, you need to think building materials. Yeah. <laughs> building materials. Right? Because yeah. when the last living stone is sealed into place by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, uh, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Now, notice this. I want you to read a couple of scriptures here with me. Go to the book of Isaiah, please. Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42 and 1. You can see this is a prophecy about the master. He said, Behold my servant whom I uphold, mine elect in whom my soul delights. I've put my spirit upon him. He'll bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Keep going. We're going to read a few verses here. He'll not cry nor lift up nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. We know this very prophecy is applied to Jesus in the gospel accounts. Keep going. A bruised reed shall he not break. Smoking flax shall he not quench. He'll bring forth judgment unto truth. He'll not fail nor be discouraged till he's set judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. Thus says God the Lord, he that created the heavens. And he's talking about the heavens again. 
and stretched them out and spread forth the earth and that which comes out of it. He that gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. You don't have to have breath to be spirit. You don't have to breathe. Verse 5, 6. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand and keep you and give you for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles. What's the devil trying to do? Keep people in darkness. Keep reading. Verse 7. To do what? To open the blind eyes and do what? To bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. What do they got on prisons? Doors. Gates. Bars. To do what? Primarily to keep them in. But also to keep something from the outside from getting into them that would help them get out. And you can see this. The enemy is the God of this world. The name Satan means adversary. That's what Satan means. And it basically means the one who opposes. He's opposed. What's he opposing? What's he trying to, to stop? Well, Jesus came to undo what he's done. Hallelujah. And then he said, I'm building my church. And the gates of hell, the gates that the enemy is trying to hold on to on this planet, to keep the prisoners in the prison house, to keep those that are blind in the darkness, he's endeavoring to keep the light out and keep the prisoners in. And it's not working. (laughs) He keeps losing them. He lost you. And he lost me. (laughs) Hallelujah. Go to Colossians 1, please. Colossians 1. Colossians 1 and 12. He said, giving thanks... To the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He's delivered us from what? From the power of darkness. And he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins. Back up to verse 13 again. Let me read that to you from the the NIV. He's rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. The New American says he's delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Is that true? Has that happened to you? What does that mean? You were delivered, rescued out from under the control and dominion of darkness. And you were translated. Translated means you went somewhere. You went from here to over here. You know what happened? You got out. I said you got out. You got out. Out of what? Out of the prison house. Out of the darkness. Out of the blindness. Out of the control of sin and death. You got out. You got out. Mm, Hallelujah. And the gates couldn't keep you in. How'd you get out? The gates couldn't keep the glorious light of the gospel from getting to you. And the gates couldn't keep you from getting out. (laughs) Oh, somebody needs to say, I'm out. I got got out. (laughs) 
I got out. I got out. Millions, multiplied millions are not out. They are inside. They are under the dominion and control of darkness. They are behind the gates in sin and in death and in darkness, believing lies, ignorant of the truth, tormented, vexed, looking for answers, trying everything in the world. You've been there. We've been there. And the enemy is doing everything in his power to keep this world locked down in this darkness. He has a God complex. He does. He wants to be God. He ain't even close. (laughs) But he did. Apparently was created a magnificent being. An amazing being. But it wasn't enough for him. Man, you got to watch. You know, one of the biggest things, Phyllis and I talk about this, we've seen this over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. How people got off and messed up and robbed and out of the plan of God. It started off with being unthankful and thinking somebody owes you more. Thinking you deserve something. Friend, that's throwing the doors open and inviting the devil in to deceive. People don't owe you. God doesn't owe you. That's why it's by grace. It's a gift. It's not owed to you. That's one of the biggest problems of the whole world. People think, well, I got a right to this and this belongs to me and they owe this to me and they... That's how you disqualify yourself from grace. Because grace means you don't deserve it. It's not owed to you. It's just something to be thankful for. And the devil should have been, when he wasn't the devil, should have been thankful. Right? For what God had given him, what he was made. But no, he decided he should have more because he's so amazing. And he still today, you remember he tempted Jesus. He wanted him to fall down. Jesus. And worship him. That didn't happen. It's not going to happen. Ever. Right? But he's got this God complex. That he, and, and see, he's, that's what he's doing right now. He's acting like this is his world. Oh, he'd tell anybody, this is my planet. So this ain't the devil's planet. Well, he's acting like it is. And it sure looks and feels like it is. He is ruling and reigning down here. He's got this whole thing under the power of darkness. With the exception. (laughs) I said with the exception. Of those that have been delivered. Out of the power and dominion of darkness. And have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son Jesus. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Go to Luke 4. Let's look at Luke's account of what we read there. They're tied together, I should say, in, in Isaiah. We have reason to believe that Jesus preached this in numerous places many times. He called for the scroll the writing of the prophet Isaiah, he found the place where it was written in uh, verse 17. And in verse 18, he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. Now let's just stop right here from 1 John 3. Why was Jesus manifested? To undo, to loosen, dissolve, destroy the works of the devil. He said, the Spirit of the Lord's on me because he's anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. That's the good news light getting into them where they are. And he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach what? Deliverance to the captives. And recovering of sight to the blind. To do what? To set at 
liberty. Them that are bruised. Sounds like some people are shut up. Imprisoned. Did you notice what Jesus said about uh, what Peter said? He said, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus said, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. He said, you didn't get that from earth. You didn't get that from here. You didn't get that from any man or woman down here. You didn't get that from down here. You got that from the Father in heaven. Here's a great, great revelation, friends. Heaven is endeavoring to manifest on earth. Think about it. Thy kingdom come, what? If God's will is manifested in the earth, isn't that heaven manifest? Well, that's what he said. On earth, how? As it is in heaven. But the enemy is seeking to prevent it. He's seeking to keep everybody down here in the dark, blind, and to keep that light out and to keep heaven out. And that's when the next verse he says, and I give to you the keys to the kingdom. What did you say? Whatever you bind, where? On earth shall be bound. In heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. He's talking about traffic from heaven and earth. A flow. Go to James, the first chapter, please. You go there, and I'm going to read something to you from, from Daniel, remind you of this. In the book of Daniel, in the 10th chapter, you're going to James. Daniel sought the Lord in praying, seeking him about his plan and about his will and about his word coming to pass. And in verse 12, um, this is the Young's uh, literal, I believe it is. An angel came to Daniel. Where'd this angel come from? Heaven. Heaven. You know, Jesus talks about he came from heaven. The Bible said the Holy Spirit was sent down from heaven. Right? From heaven. From heaven. And so Daniel is looking for answers. He's looking for the will of God and the plan of God. Where's that coming from? That's coming from heaven. So a messenger from heaven came to him to get it to him what he's asking for. And he said, Daniel... Don't be afraid. From the first day that you did give your heart to understand and humble yourself before your God, your words have been heard and I have come because of your words. Can words affect flow from heaven to the earth? Verse 13. He said, the head of the king of Persia is standing over against me this is Young's literal, 20 and one days. Does that sound like the adversary, the opposer? What's he trying to do? It's not just about this angel and the evil spirit. It's about keeping this from getting to Daniel. Could he keep it from getting in? He couldn't keep it from getting in. He says, Michael, first of the chief heads, came to help me. He got reinforcements. And the enemy could not hold out against him indefinitely. And here, if you read the rest of the chapter and the following, he lays out for Daniel what's going to happen. And so light and the plan of God came into the earth, the will of heaven, and it's still here. We can read this anytime we want to. Right there in Daniel. The devil couldn't keep it up. Do you suppose... Heaven has endeavored to get other things into the earth. And in recent times. And in right now. Look in James, the first chapter. James 1.17. You many are familiar with this, but let's let's look at it in this light. Every good gift and every perfect gift. How many? 
How many? Not most of them. Not some of them. If it's a good gift, and if it's a complete gift, it came from heaven. From above, it came down from the Father of lights, whom we know is in heaven, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Let me read that to you from some other translations. Do we have the BBE, the basic BBE? Every good and true thing is given to us from heaven. Every good thing you and I ever got came from heaven. Jesus came from heaven. The Holy Spirit came from heaven. Right? The word of truth came from heaven. The light, the revelation, the anointing. And it was resisted by the ruler of the darkness of this world. But if it got to you, the gates couldn't keep it out. The gates didn't prevail. Now did they? And we already talked about you got out. Somebody needs to be a little more happy about that. Look, look at somebody and go, I got out. I got out. Out. Out from what? Out from this oppressing devilish dominion of darkness and you've been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son are you in the kingdom the kingdom's in you and the will of God is being done in my life to the degree I'm yielding to him right if he's reigning in your life his will is being done in your life it's real simple If God's not reigning in your life, the God of this world is. There's no middle ground. People who think they're doing their own thing are being dominated by darkness and are clueless about it. You're either yielding to the rulership of God or the God of this world of darkness is dominating. In the easy to read James 1.17. Every, everything good comes from God. Every perfect gift is from him. These good gifts come down from the Father who made all the lights in the sky. Did it come from heaven? Listen to the Message Bible. This one's interesting here. It talks about what we're talking about. The Message, James 1.17. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. Does it? Does it come unhindered? No. It comes out of heaven unhindered. But when it gets down here, the enemy tries to keep it from getting in. Doesn't he? Does everything he can. The gifts are rivers of light cascading down from the Father of light. Can you see that? They're streams coming out of heaven into the earth for those who are out. (laughs) Those who are not out are not aware of it, nor are they receiving it. But you and I are here on mission. We're not supposed to be too comfortable here. Watch it about just trying to get comfortable and living your life. It's such a foolish thing to act like you're going to live down here forever. You're here for about this much longer. And you're out of here. And we're not just here to be comfortable and have a good life. We're soldiers on enemy territory. We are sent to break them out. To get the light in. To get them out. You need to see yourself. As a ranger. Or a seal. You know. Special forces. What do we got to do? Got to get them out. We got to get the light into them. And get them out. Get them out. 
and you can hear the gates rattling. <laughs> Can't you? You can, you can hear them rattling and creaking while the devil is doing this. He's, he's doing this. He's trying to hold on to this thing. He's like, this is mine. This is my planet. I'm God of this world. And his imps go, we lost another 100,000. What? <laughs> another 100,000? How'd they get out? Same way that other bunch got out there. <laughs> we couldn't keep them in. We couldn't. They got out. The gospel got in. And they got out. <laughs> Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you see them imps holding them gates? Don't let them out. Don't let them out. Oh, they're all gone. They're gone. Oh, he's going to be mad. Lost another 50,000. Lost another 100,000. Lost another 10,000. Lost, lost another three. Hmm? How many understand he's losing folks massively every day around this globe? He's, he's losing folks massively. Now, granted, still so many millions are under his control and dominion, but millions are also getting out. Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. And you and I are not supplied from down here. We're supplied from home base. Which is above. Above. One, one of the grandest things we will ever see, I'm convinced. One of these days, the heavenly city that God has prepared is going to come down. From above. Somebody say glory to God. Every good thing comes from above. And we're going to see it come to pass. To where just like it is in heaven. It's going to be like that down here. His will is going to be done in its entirety. And the glory of God is going to cover this planet. Like the waters cover the sea. Hallelujah. And the devil's not going to be here anymore. He's going to be out of here. And death and hell with him. But right now, come on, can you see yourself? You got that black stuff under your eyes. And you, right? You got, you got your helmet of salvation. You got the sword of the spirit. Amen. You're here for a reason. What are we here to do, saints? What are we here to do? What are we here to do? We got to get heaven in, right? And them out. Just like what happened for us. Go to the book of Acts, please. Go to Acts. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. I got out. Man, you ought to be able to party and be happy about that all day long. Sing you a song about that. I got out. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got out. <laughs> I was in. You were in. We were under the dominion and control of the blindness and darkness of the evil one. But we were translated into the kingdom of the son of his love. In Acts. I tell you what. I'm not quite ready for you to go to Acts. Go to Revelation. And then we'll go to, uh, to Acts I think. Revelation 1. We hear what John says about Jesus coming to unloose, dissolve, undo the works of the devil. He came to undo what he did. And the Bible said, Jesus said that I give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And the key 
is you and I are involved in the flow from heaven to earth. And whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Anything that's trying to keep the light out and the blessing out, we have the authority and power to bind up. Right? Anything that's trying to hold people down and oppressed and keep them from getting out, we have the power to loose. The people need to be loosed from the bondages of the enemy. Remember Jesus said about that woman bowed over with the spirit of infirmity. He said Satan had bound her those 18 years and he said she ought to be loosed. Right? And the keys to the kingdom are binding and loosing. Letting heaven manifest in the earth. And letting the captive go free. That pleases the Lord. It pleases heaven. When people get loose. When people get free. Do you believe that? When the oppressed goes free. Heaven is happy. When the blind. The spiritual blind can see. When the prisoner is set free. Glory to God. When the broken is made whole, when the oppressed gets peace and joy, it makes heaven happy. That's our mission, expanding the kingdom, letting the king of kings reign over us, but then letting that kingdom spread. How many want God to reign over the people that live beside you and behind you in front of you and the people that you work with? We want this kingdom to expand all around us. And when we walk into a place, we are the light of the world. The light's in us. And those who are in dominion, if you could hear in the Spirit, when you walk in and you're full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith and love and the Word, if you could listen to the Spirit, you start hearing this. Creak, 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 creak. Just because you walked in. And they're thinking... Don't tell them about Jesus. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. Don't tell them the truth. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. And you don't have to be preachy. You don't have to be pushy. You can just say, he's real to me. Let me tell you what he did for me today. And already shafts of light, boom, they come right through the gate. And the imps go, that got by me. Did that get by you? Yes, it got by me. Did they see it? I think they did. Look at them. Look at them. Because the gates can't prevail. They can't keep it out. And once the light, the glorious light comes in, what will the truth do for you? It will make you free. It can't keep them in. Woo, hallelujah. (laughs) And it starts and ends with Jesus. In Revelation 1 and 18... Jesus said, I am he that lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I want you to know this. I have the keys. What do keys do? Lock and unlock. The keys of hell and of death. That's why he started talking about I was dead. That's why he had to die. Through death, he destroyed him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Glory to God. (laughs) Skip down to the third chapter. Third chapter of Revelation, verse 7. To the angel of the church of Philadelphia, write, These things says he that is holy... He that is true, he that has the key of David, he that what? Opens and no man shuts and shuts and no man opens. Did Jesus obtain this? Does he have this? Well, why are we talking about us? Because he got it and then he left the earth. He left. He's at the right hand of the Father. Not before delegating this to his body. He's the head. 
We're the body. He told us whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Are we connected to heaven? We're the body. Where's the head? The head's in heaven. Where's it all coming from? From the head. From heaven. But we're connected. Why can we bind and loose? Because he can bind and loose. We're connected. (laughs) Why can we? How can we open and get open what the devil tries to keep closed? How can we shut up what he's trying to do? Open and no man shuts. Shuts and no man opens. Can you hear those gates? Eek, eek, creak, shake. What's going on? The devil is desperately, his time's running out. He is desperately trying to control this thing. Because this is his last hoorah of playing God. And he's had a run at it. And he's caused some damage. No doubt about it. But it's about over. Oh, he don't want to hear that. So I'm going to say it again. It's about over. It's about over. Did you hear him rattle? Did you hear the, did you hear the gates rattle? Another 10,000 got out. <laughs> Another 20,000 got out. Got out. Oh, he's losing. He's losing, folks. Lights getting in. Glory to God. You know what this is over here? <laughs> it's a weapon. <laughs> it's a weapon. Woo! You ever seen Star Wars or Star Trek? Did you know, truthfully speaking, the reality of God actually has more in common with science fiction ideas than it does a lot of religious ideas. It's not fiction, but space is real. And God is real. And light and beings, there are beings Interacting here that are from off world. I can see it. I can see from the life star in heaven. A shaft coming down and hitting this place. Boom. I'm not saying it right. And then this thing going. And then, light beams all over, shafts of light, Russia, China, South America. Come on, are you listening? Somebody say glory to God. Did you hear those gates? Creak, creak. They're yelling, hold it, hold it. I can't hold it. The light's getting in. People that are in darkness in parts of the world, dark places, dark places right here in this country. And the light, the glorious light of the gospel of the kingdom, the good news about Jesus gets in no matter what the devil tries to do to keep it out. And if they'll believe it and receive it, all the demons in hell can't keep them from leaving that place. They will, the power of God will translate them. I mean, come on, think about it. Translated, out they come. Next thing you know, they're over there. And we need to be right there with them going, come on, let's get you suited up. Come on. Come on, we got work to do. We got to get some more folks out. Need to get your family out. Need to get your friends out. Right? Does this bless anybody? Are you stirred up? Is this true or not? It's true. This is not fiction. This is not imaginary. This is Bible. Light and life from heaven is flowing into the earth. And the enemy is desperately trying to keep it out and keep the prisoners in. But it's not happening. Jesus said, I'm building my church. I don't care what he does. 
And his little gates. His little attempt to keep this thing shut down. Play God with this world. They shall not prevail. My truth's coming in. And the captives are going free. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Whew. Acts 26. In closing, I think. Mm, thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. I'm ready to get this thing online. How about you? That's... Don't misunderstand me. There's a lot of things going on around the world. Powerful ministry and tools all over this planet. That's why the devil's losing them by the thousands and scores of thousands and millions. And all of us have our part to do. How many know you've got your part to do? You do. Don't think, well, I, I'll just come say hallelujah in church, take a few notes. That's my. No, no. You are also boots on the ground. There is something you can do to help make a real effect of getting light in and getting people out. And no part of this is insignificant. Don't let it be too trivial for you. How many know a lot of people had to do a, natu- a lot of natural things for us to have this service here this morning? How many hundreds and hundreds of things behind the scene that you didn't see? But do these folk, are, are they in the kingdom? Are they doing kingdom work? Are they doing something that's affecting the light and getting people out? They are. Everybody can have a part of doing this. Acts 26. 26. What is, let me look at 17 here. He said, delivering you from the people, from the Gentiles to whom now I send you. And verse 18, to, this is what he said, I'm, I'm, I've delivered you from and I'm sending you to do this. Are we delivered from? Yes. And are we sent to? Yes. To do what? To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. And when that happens, they are delivered from the power of Satan under the power of God. They're out of the kingdom and domain of darkness under God's reign, his kingdom. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Not just miss hell and go to heaven only, but also an inheritance and a part in this kingdom. How many know we're being trained right now. To do what in the future? To rule. And to reign with him. In the kingdom that shall never end. Are you excited about this? Stand on your feet and let's pray over this. Glory be to God. The most high. The father of light. Our deliverer. Our king of kings. Our Lord of Lords. Just close your eyes and lift up your heart and your mind towards Him. Say it out loud, Father God. Father God. Give me a, a complete understanding, give me a complete understanding of, what's really of what's really happening on this earth. On this earth. Between heaven and earth. And the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of darkness. And clarity and direction. If I've ignored what you've already told me, I ask you please, show me again. Help me to see it clearly. Of what my part is in accomplishing your will. And expanding your kingdom. Getting your gospel in. And the people out. I ask it in Jesus name. And I say. In my remaining time. My remaining opportunities. And resources. I am yours. Here am I. Use me. Praise you Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said out loud, Our Father, Our Father which, art in heaven, which art in heaven, 
Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On this earth. Just like it is. In heaven. May heaven. Be manifest. Right here and now. On this earth. Your will. In heaven. Manifested. Here in this earth. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.